Situation, your retirement is at risk. Mission, in order to help secure your nest egg, Ranger Tom will infiltrate your financial situation, detect, close in on, and help minimize threats to your retirement. Execution, using a three-pronged approach that includes social security maximization, the color of money risk analysis, and tax protection strategies, our team will work tirelessly to help protect your golden years. Sustainment. Using the Generational Vault, Ranger Tom is able to continuously monitor your financial life. Command and Control. Ranger Tom from Georgia Wealth Advisors is the lead on this mission. He has many years of experience in the financial services industry. And now, here is Operation Retirement with Ranger Tom. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Operation Retirement. It's me, Ranger Tom. That's Tom Lowry with Georgia Wealth Advisors. Wishing you a happy Father's Day, by the way. The third Sunday in June today is Father's Day, so I'd like to give a shout-out to all the fathers out there. Uh, And, Tony, I know you're a father. Happy Father's Day to you, too, sir. Well, thank you, Tom. And, uh, yeah, you're a father. I'm a father. It's really exciting. Um, you know, this is a day I love to celebrate my dad. He's such a great guy and happy father's day to all the fathers out there listening. Right. Hey, hey, by the way, Tony, how long have you been a father? 21 years. Wow. I, you know my what? Guess what? I'm, I'm exactly years ago. I've actually been a father exactly 10 years longer than you. I've been 31 years. Wow. In fact, it'll wow. be 32 years in October, but I find it funny, Tony. I've only been called a father for about 32 years, but I've been called a mother all of my life. How about you, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I hope not. Uh, no, I don't think that's true. But yeah, yeah, uh, you've been a father 31 years and I've been a father 21 years. Uh, that's good. And, you know, I have three kids of my own and my son was born 21 years ago. And I'm, I'm proud and I'm happy to be a dad and I love being a dad. And I have some great dads in my uh, lineage and history, uh, that I've learned from and great role models. My father has been a great dad, a great father to me and, uh, his dad, an amazing person. And my mom's dad was just the most amazing guy. So, uh, I feel really proud of the fathers in my heritage. How about you, Tom? So, yeah, my father was an emergency room doctor, you know, and there's eight kids in my family. So for the folks that know us or have heard the show, my sister Rosemary, who uh, herself worked in a brokerage house for 15 years over at Edward Jones is a branch office manager. She's now my assistant. She's in charge of, you know, our client services. She takes great care of our clients. Um, and she's my younger sister. Well, there were eight of us. So my father was an emergency room doctor raising eight kids, you know, and, and he was absolutely incredible to always had a smile on his face was always positive, you know, you know, and, and trying to keep up with eight, uh, you know, uh, crumb snatchers and curb climbers and curtain climbers, you know, around the house. Uh, he was absolutely wonderful. You know, lost him in 2001. I lost both mm. my mom and dad, yeah. you know, and you know, as, as important as fathers are, you know, it's, it's the hand that rocks the cradle that rules the world, isn't it? That's you right. Know? I love that line. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great statement and so true. And wow, eight kids, but 
And I know this isn't a competition, Tom, but uh, well, your father raised eight children, and that's very impressive. Um, I have to throw this out. My dad actually had to raise me. So I think <laughs> my dad may have had a harder job, I, I think. Right. Uh, well, he, well, I tell you what, I, <laughs> I, my my poor dad has to uh, my, you know, my best story of my dad telling me about growing up is uh, when I'm a toddler age. So I'm able to walk or across to the neighbor's house. So I'm walking across and the neighbor's raking his leaves. He was a good friend of my father's and he loved to drink his martinis while he would do his raking. So oh my goodness. here it is. Toddler Tom goes over. He sees the martini. They say, I drink it upright. And I said, thank you. And I walked away and my father had to sit there and get me in the bed laughing and rolling over. And he, it's just, <laughs> Oh no. So, you know, that's how I started, you know, to, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, that, that, and of course, you know, Tony, you need to know the, that the, on the day I was born, the head nurse came over and told him to leave this one alone, said I was bad to the bone. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had seven true. more just like me. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Well, you know, uh, I'm an only child, so I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Oh, wow. but I, I think I was such a handful that my parents said no more. Well, Hey, some interesting things about father's day. I looked it up, you know, and, and it, it, it goes back to 1916 and it said that uh, president Woodrow Wilson and his family, they personally observed the day. Then it says eight years later that Calvin Coolidge had signed a resolution to be in favor of Father's Day. But really, as far as I can see, Tony, uh, Father's Day really, uh, being the third Sunday in June, was signed as an executive order back in 1966 uh, by President Lyndon Johnson. Wow. Uh, so isn't that funny that how long yeah. an executive order lasts? <laughs> wow. That's the year I was born, by the way. 66. Oh, wow. It was a good year. Well, you know what? It was probably named in honor of your father. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. You became a father the year Father's Day was made official. So, yeah, and I, yeah, I'd heard it started back in the early 1900s in, like, I think Washington State. They celebrated it, and certain presidents celebrated it or, or wanted it to, to be a thing. But it didn't become official until uh, the late '60s. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, but right now, the 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 father I'd like to say Happy Father's Day to is my father-in-law, Dick Katz. You know, he's going to be 90 years old this year. Wow! Well, congratulations. He still wears the dog tags he had when he served in the Marines. So he joined the Marines very early in life served he talks about it he um loves patriotism and and there's a couple things i want to do for him today number one dad happy father's day enjoy it uh you're an inspiration and and uh, proud to have you as my my father-in-law um and but i i know there's a couple things very patriotic guy and so uh, maybe what we can do is um i'd like to have us play first of all the um, Red Skelton's rendition of the Pledge of Allegiance. So if you, Tony, you and I talked before the show, you remember Red Skelton said you saw him live. I Just saw him live really when great. I was a kid with my parents, yeah. 
Well, um, the, the rendition of the Pledge of Allegiance is just awesome. And so w without further ado, why don't we play that? Then we'll go to a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about Father's Day and, and the important financial planning that fathers need to think about. But I'd like to tell the folks, if you have any questions about retirement planning, uh, you need questions answered, I'm always a phone call away. The number is 678-638-6363, 678-638-6363. And the website is very simple. It's gawealth.com. For Georgia Wealth, gawealth.com. All right, and we're going to be right back with more of Operation Retirement with our host, the retirement ranger himself, Tom Lowry, right after this. I remember a teacher that I had. Now, I, only, I, went, I went through the seventh grade. I went to the seventh grade. And I left home when I was 10 years old because I was hungry. And I used to, this, this is true. I work in the summer and I go to school in the winter. But I had this one teacher. He was the principal of the Harrison School in Vincennes, Indiana. To me, this was the greatest teacher, a real sage of, of my time, anyhow. He had such wisdom. And we were all reciting the Pledge of Allegiance one day. And he walked over, this little old teacher, Mr. Laswell was his name. Mr. Laswell, he says, uh, <clears throat> he says, I've been listening to you boys and girls recite the Pledge of Allegiance all semester, and it seems as though it's becoming monotonous to you. If I may, may I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O oh glory, a symbol of freedom, wherever she waves, there's respect, because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United, that means that we have all come together. States, individual communities that have united into 48 great states, 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose all divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose, and that's love for country. And to the Republic, Republic, a state in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people, and it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided, with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation and justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others, for all, 
for all. Which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country, and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance, under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools, too. There may have been a time when the ups and downs of the stock market were exciting. But if you're retired or near retirement, for you that time has passed. A predictable return, a predictable income, and security may not be exciting, but your needs usually change as you grow older. When you're ready for a relatively more predictable instead of an exciting financial plan, call Georgia Wealth Advisors. We focus on crafting financial strategies that aren't exciting, but effective. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Georgia Wealth Advisors. Visit us online at gawealth.com. And welcome back to Operation Retirement. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Our host is Retirement Ranger, Tom Lowry. And Tom, uh, there at Georgia Wealth Advisors, I know you love talking with folks and talking to our listeners out there, meeting with your clients and really coming up with financial strategies. Uh, today, we've been talking about Father's Day. This is our Father's Day special, and Tom, you put together a great show. Uh, we heard Red Skelton's uh, Pledge of Allegiance, very moving. Uh, what else do you have for us today? What else did you want to talk about? Well, so I think it's important, you know, if you think about just the financial lives of fathers, you know, so we become a father early in life, as you know, and then now you've got to take care of these children, right? So you're 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 worried about them so what what are the kind of things you've got to do as a young father so for the new fathers out there congratulations you've got a lifetime of love and experiences heading your way but one of the things you better make sure you have is plenty of life insurance because if you uh, die early you are going to leave those wonderful children in a world of hurt regardless of how much money you're spouse makes or what you have you need to have plenty of income to cover a good 10 years if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year you should at least have a million dollars worth of life insurance um that's real important right so as fathers go on when it's early we've got to take care of there you still are looking to you know their college is coming so saving money in 529 plans setting that money aside is real important to, to help the kids have a, a start in life. You know, as you get older, you, and once you get them through college and you get to your retirement years, you, you hope they've, uh, they're taking care of themselves. You know, sometimes they, they're working on that six-year bachelor degree, <laughs> Tony, and that becomes difficult. But, you know, you hope they're off to a good start. And then you want to take care of that 
wife of yours. And you need to realize what happens if, if um, you're retired and now you and your wife are retired. You're both receiving a Social Security check and dad passes away early. And that's usually what happens, Tony. Women tend to live longer than men. We do a series of women in retirement workshops because uh, 90% of them are going to be responsible for their own finances sometime in their future. Think about that. And so I think with, with fathers and spouses, um, you want to make sure not only is a family taken care of, um, but that your spouse is. And when you pass away, you realize she's going to lose the lower Social Security check. She has this Social Security check. Or is there enough guaranteed income sources that she's not going to have to um, worry about making the monthly payments every month. It's important. That's part of your plan. It's something we do all the time is making sure upon the death of the first spouse, the other spouse has plenty of assets and the incomes in place because they could be 80 years old when that happens, Tony. Uh, You want to make sure the plan is in place today. So I think that's real important when you think about what we as fathers and husbands need to look at on the uh, financial planning side. And I recommend any fathers or mothers that, that uh, have questions about their retirement. You know, even if you want a second opinion, I've always said you can't get a second opinion from the same guy who gave you the first, can you, Tony? I <laughs> know. I know you like to say it, and that is so true, Tom. I think, I think, uh, you really need to have a plan and get an opinion on where exactly you're at with things. Uh, and obviously, as fathers, uh, it, traditionally, uh, fathers have been in charge of the finances. Things are changing. Uh, the couples are involved, and that's good. But you don't want to leave your family in a bad situation, like you said. And fathers want to take care of their families even after they're gone. And so it is important to look at things like life insurance and life expectancy and an income plan, a contingency plan for after you're gone. Uh, Tom, that's huge. Um, And I know that, you know, these are things that I think about for my family as well. Tony, that's so true. And and I was just thinking, you know, because men's ideas about finances and women's ideas about finances are different. And a lot of times the men are in charge, they're handling the finances and I speak to them and the women have no idea about where the money is, how it's invested, what we should do. I think it's important that the two of you work together, especially when it's retirement time, because none of us know the hour, the minute of the calling. And so I would encourage both of you. And one of the ways we start helping people is what what is called our color of money risk analysis. So for listeners out there, this is a great day on Father's Day. If you go to gawealth.com, that's G-A, like the state of Georgia, the word wealth.com, gawealth.com, on the top you will see a link that says get my risk score. There'll be a nice little video to talk to you about it, but it gives us a number of your risk tolerance. And I recommend uh, as a married couple, a husband does a score and the wife does a score. And it's 11 questions, Tony. And both of you need to give your answers to those questions to let us know how that money should be managed based on both of you. So it's a great little exercise. It's at gawealth.com. 
um, and that we always do that color of money risk analysis uh, before we analyze what people are doing with their investments. Yep. And I think that's huge. Now, as we go on here, I know that there is one more thing you wanted to uh, share with our listeners for Father's Day, isn't there? Absolutely. And this is one of my, again, this is for my father, Dick Katz. Dad, this is for you. I love it too. So I'm, I love listening to it. Uh, this is Johnny Cash's Ragged Old Flag. So we're going to close with that, ladies and gentlemen. Again, it's Johnny Cash's Ragged Old Flag. I want to wish you all a happy, happy Father's Day. Enjoy your Sunday afternoon. And by golly, God bless America. I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench. An old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole is leaned a little bit. And that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard and Bragg and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam And now they've about quit waving back here at home In her own good land here she's been abused She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused And the government for which she stands Is scandalized throughout the land And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin But she's in good shape for the shape she's in Cause she's been through the fire before And I believe she can take a whole lot more So we raise her up every morning We take her down every night We don't let her touch the ground And we fold her up right On second thought I do like to brag Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag
Thank you for listening to Operation Retirement with Ranger Tom. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Tom Lowry at Georgia Wealth Advisors. Call 678-638-6363 or visit their website at gawealth.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of Georgia Wealth Advisors, LLC, and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, Georgia Wealth Advisors, LLC makes no representations as to its accuracy or completeness. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through Georgia Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through Georgia Wealth Management, Inc. Georgia Wealth Advisors, LLC, and Georgia Wealth Management, Inc. are affiliated companies. Tom Lowry and Georgia Wealth Advisors, LLC, and Georgia Wealth Management, Management, Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.